0: Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. And here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. What's up, Devil fans? You're listening to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. I'm Chris Cole, along with my partner, Dan Martin. What's up, Mr. Dan? What's up, Chris? How are you today? I'm doing good. Um, So, we have a... uh, We were 500 since our last podcast for the Devils.
1: Yeah, that's right. We got Saturday's game against Nashville, and then... Smashville! Yeah, and then the game against the Flyers, so... You kind of called this, you said earlier on, that if there was going to be a letdown in that three-game stint of the Ranger game, Nashville and Flyers, it was going to be the game against Nashville. And that's kind of what happened
0: there, but only at the end. You know, it was kind of a, a bit of a sloppy game yeah, all around. All around was um, a lot of, a lot of fucking penalties, man. Yeah. Like what? They even, even you know, we'll get to the flyer game, but they took way too many penalties in both those games. And you know, I know that they were discussing a little bit um, on the uh, post game or the pre game or one or the other. Uh, about the, basically about the the last power play that the Devils had with like right, right under three minutes left or whatever it was chance to put the game away. Now what did you think about that? About the power play itself? Well, you know, apparently they were you know they had two defensemen out there. Yeah, they were playing keep away, right. trying to eat the clock. Yes, I, I didn't mean, like it. I didn't. Okay. I,
1: I, I thought that. Hold on a second. What got you here? And by here, I don't mean just in the game. I mean like. This winning record, forty-one was, points in the NHL. Absolutely, it was by you know just taking it to the other team nonstop. Who, who do you think you are? You're going to channel the nineteen ninety-five New Jersey Devils right. and stop a team from scoring? And one goal leads enough? No, this league is not that league anymore. These rules are not those rules, and you are not that team. So all of a sudden, this idea, like first of all, any team's going to play a little bit more conservatively, right? That's to be expected. We're not going to go out there in crazy offensive formations and try to get odd man rushes. We're going to counterpunch. But there was no counterpunch. No.
0: It It was keep away. Definitely. It was just keep away and, you know, trying to milk the clock. And I'm sure that they were told, look, you know, don't take a chance unless you have a good look and whatever. But I agree with you 100%. Like, this team can score goals seems like at will and you have the chance to punch these guys in the mouth and keep them down and you didn't do it and it bit you in the fucking ass right you get one forward
1: hanging back because you have a lead that makes sense but why are all the forwards hanging back? Right. What What is this? Why we don't need five defensemen on the ice? <laughs> it was so dumb. It was It was not the way
0: they got there, and it, it was like playing scared instead of playing aggressive. And it totally seemed out of character for this team. Yeah. You know, like uh, you know, just like like they don't they didn't know how to win. They didn't know how to put the game away.
1: Yeah, I was wondering. Uh, I kept going back and forth. Like, was it that like that they got like put off their game by being told to be too defensive, or was it like maybe a little bit like, hey, we can't lose. So just chill out. We're going to run out the clock. They had done that in a few other games. That's true. Let's face it, since it didn't bite them in the ass like this, we kind of like glossed over the fact that there were stretches in other games where they had the lead and did not like, you know, press the issue anymore. Right.
0: But this game, they should have had, I think, a little bit of a different mindset. I mean, they played like, you know, shit for this devil's team in the first period. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, sec- the sec- but then, you know, kind of like what you said, they can turn it on and off and they kind of have it that mentality. Like, OK, well, we were down and we just scored three quick ones. Right. Uh, you down know, two and- goals.
1: Right. No big deal. Second game in a row, they're down two goals. Exactly. They were down to the Rangers. Yep. And almost as
0: quickly. Here's right. the tying goal. And, the- and then they even go ahead. Yep. They go ahead three two, get to the third. And uh, yeah, they, they just that last three minutes of game. It was just. Out of character for this team, yeah. And then Nashville comes; they kill off the penalty, they pull the goalie, six on five. Graves loses his man in front of the net, and right. uh, Vanacek makes the initial save. The rebound's open, uh, you know, right there for the take, and then they score, and they win in overtime. And you know, overtime at that point, and overtime they were so sloppy. Yes, uh, you know, that was a little bit. It was a short overtime. Too. Yeah, it was. a they short They were overtime.
1: so sloppy that it, they just they gave up really bad chance.
0: Pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so then, you know, okay, so you, you blew it against Nashville. Had, had They had the game won, and they, they blew Young it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we go into Philly. So give me your, like, overall thoughts of how you think they played in that game. You know, I, you would like to see them bounce
1: back with, like, uh, a real strong effort that you believe they're capable of. And it wasn't that game. No. They played well enough to win. They won the three two game. In a lot of ways, it was kinda like a redo of the national game right. for good and for bad. They kinda didn't do quite as bad. They they also showed more control when they had the lead. Um, so you could say some lessons learned, but you know, I I, I didn't think it was the effort. That I would have expected after what was really kind of a mammoth letdown in yeah. a national game for this team. And just to give away those points for no reason like that with a minute left. It's It was silly. And so I would have thought they would come out stronger against the Flyers. Yeah, uh, You
0: know,
1: they came out good enough. This Flyers team is a disaster. They are a mess. I mean, Carter Hart is a great goalie. He had an awful game. Yeah. And if it- you take away two of those shit goals, they maybe lose this game. I, I agree. Mean, maybe they play better and they're playing up to that level if they need to but I think that's a dangerous game. I haven't seen a solid 60 minutes from them in a while. Yeah, that's about the
0: That's what's a little bit uh, disconcerting about the whole thing is, you know, I kind of went into the game against the Flyers thinking, all right, well, they had two-thirds of their best, most consistent line out uh, against Nashville. Uh, Bastion's still out on injury. Miles Wood, undisclosed illness. That's got to be explosive diarrhea, right? It probably was. They don't... I mean, if he was, hey, you know, under the weather, flu-like symptoms, non-COVID, no. You just say he's out from illness, that's explosive diarrhea.
1: Maybe a herpes outbreak, but I'm kind of leaning towards explosive diarrhea.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking the dude ate some bad fucking tacos and, yeah. was like, (laughs) coach, I'm going to shit on the fucking ice if I go out there. That's right. So, yeah. So, anyway, he took some emodium, and came back for a Philly game. And I thought, okay, Miles Wood's back. Let's see how this team does. You know, I expected a much better effort. But really, out of all of their wins so far this year... That Philly game was their worst performance.
1: Yeah, it was very shaky. Very shaky looking team. Looking like uh, the best you can say is they played down to the level. Yeah. The Flyers. And they haven't done that all year. No, and it's a dangerous game to play. I think they want to be honing their best game. And I'm not saying, look, if you don't go out there and destroy the bad teams ten to one, you suck. I'm not saying that at all. You're gonna have to rough nights. But you know what? This is a game where everything was handed to them. They got the benefit of the calls. They've got some bad soft goals, and they still squeak by. You and, know, and, and, you know where was the urgency? I, it, 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 there was some nice playing spurts, but it was like I said, far away from strong sixty
0: minutes. You know who was the best player on that in that game for the Devils? <sighs> who are you calling? Kira Smead. Yeah, he yeah. fucking looked great again. Okay, but
1: he's but great. <laughs> ending of that game. Yes. He almost went from, what a great game to, what the fuck did you do? Okay? Okay, now, go ahead. I wanted to ask you about this the moment it happened, because right away, I, I heard Kenny saying, maybe what he thought from the heart, or maybe he's just trying to cover the young guy's ass, oh, he's not trying to score, he's just trying to clear the puck. Yeah, no, he was trying to score. Of course! Yeah. You don't
0: try to clear the puck in the middle. No. He would... Bang it up the wall. No, he do it. he has a set of fucking balls on him. Yes, and I it, give credit it, for that. But, it's but a three it almost game, cost you.
1: <laughs> and you see everybody, including Vanacek, come up to him after the game. You know, while still on the ice, and everybody leaned in close to say something. And it was probably a combination, good game, but what the fuck dude we yeah. almost lost that are you kidding don't ever fucking try that again yes and he had a shitting grin on his face and I don't blame him because and we stuck around watching the post game trying to get some uh, Kira Schmidt on there but um, they didn't let him talk no no not that I saw it was a very weird press conference Lindy Ruff was like giving his little thing like just with four people in the shot I don't okay. think I have a press room alright and maybe there was something weird going on in Philadelphia why they couldn't you know, get a good uh, post game. And, and I was wondering, maybe they didn't want Nature <laughs> to talk to anybody? Because that was a question I was going to ask I, I, if I had the chance. Yeah,
0: that are was. You really were uh, trying to score there. What yeah, he balls you have? He most definitely was trying to score there. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's lucky it didn't bite him in the ass. But he, right. other than that, you know, that play, he he. I thought he played great.
1: He must be thinking, "Hey, wait! If goalie's going to mishandle the puck and lead to a goal, well, the other guy already did that. Yeah, I'm allowed okay, one."
0: I it. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, it, it kind of goes back now with what do you do with Blackwood? Because every time wait, who Acura- <laughs> I know, as I time agree. goes by, I'm just you know like, like, right. Just, he's but, so in the view mirror, and every time curious meet, it's out on the ice. Is this his third start. It's his third or fourth. Yeah, I know uh, he's, he
1: came in and cleaned up really well in a, in a game, and then he finally got his start like the next game, and I think this might be his third. You could be right; it could be his fourth start, but he, they're all wins, and he's looked
0: great in yeah, all of them. And you know that's that's it. It's, and this was
1: actually a tougher game than he made it look. He was very positionally sound. He's so big that he makes some saves look easy because he's just playing great positions. He's huge. Um, I like this game a lot. I thought it was really good when he had to play the puck. He played it really well, despite that little bobble at the end. Which right. Was, you know, like a heart stopping moment there. Um, and I do kind of like, also kind of dig it that he wants to do great things and score a goal or something like that. And that's not really what you need from your goalie, of course, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, I think he's got this season. Let's see. I don't know if he became the winning goalie of record on that one game or not. Probably He not, has five wins this year.
1: Okay. Maybe they're counting that so, one. And this was his fourth start, I guess. He has... Uh, well, he, he yeah, they are, once, they are right?
0: counting the, the game he came in on relief against gotcha. Ottawa. Yeah, that was the game. Um, and, and then he came in on relief for Vanacek and that. played fantastic in overtime. Devils won. Then he played Arizona and um, he got a win there got another win against Ottawa and then he beat yeah, Buffalo right. and he beat Philly on uh, the, last night or two that's nights great. ago but yeah I mean how do you take him out exactly I, I don't know how you can send this kid back down to Utica it doesn't make no. any sense nope
1: they uh, came out during the game telling uh, the fans that um, Zetterland and Boquist Boquist are yeah. told hey you're going to stay with the team all year You know, they might not always be in the lineup but they're not going back down you know, they might as well go ahead and get some, you know, permanent residences set up. And so that's very cool. And I'm thinking, how long tell Akira Schmidt is? here's that, you know?
0: Well, I mean, they should be telling him that now because it really, this guy is, if you actually think you're going to get better play from Blackwood, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense. You're not going to get better play. Blackwood is not going to outplay Akira Schmidt. And even if he plays to the level of Akira Schmidt, who's more valuable to you in the long run? You know, it's a curious meet. He needs the reps. Vanacek's playing great. He's playing great backup. He, yep. he you know, and the other thing is he, he knows this, his role. He likes this. Well, apparently, like, you know, he seems to like this role. He's OK with, you know, playing every three or four games. I don't know if you're going to have that kind of harmony if Blackwood is your backup. I know. You know? You yeah. have a very good locker room right now. I don't think you do anything to fuck up that chemistry. And I'm not saying Blackwood is, a you know, a cancer in a locker room or anything like that. I'm just saying, why are you going to throw something in there that could fuck up that chemistry? And you take a guy who's played very well for you in goal, you send him back to Utica, you bring this injury-prone monster back in, and... He plays a couple of games, you know, a little shitty, or he's, you know, not being the team player to Vanacek, and, you know, it, these things happen, and, yeah. you know, it could look looks like he kind of fell
1: into a really great work in tandem, that you're stupid to break up yeah. at this point. So, we're going to see what happens when they come off the IR, uh, and when I say they, we also got the Bernier problem. And oh, that is another You know, and here's problem. one I don't feel, like, happy to see him go but i i really would say this everything you said about why we don't put blackwood in is why we can't play Bernier. right you just can't break this up right now but things could change one or both of these guys which you know i'm really not seeing it i really don't want it to happen could run into a really bad stretch where okay he's got to get his head together it's possible yes. you know this is a game where that can happen and it could also be heaven forbid one of them gets injured so you know this is why you want depth and uh, if they could find a way to keep Bernier in the system, so he's available to them, uh, it's nice to have that choice. Um, it would be awesome if you would have had some early season practice. Yeah, but he's been he out couldn't for a because long of the injuries. Time.
0: He's been out for a really long time, so it's tough. It's and he's like, already you know, older. You know, it's yeah. not like he's you know the youngest guy in the lineup here. Right, but so. you know,
1: you never know what can happen in the future, and they got to keep some depth around for who knows what. And you know we'll see what happens. I I, and, I think uh, they got a great tandem as as is. They're still know, breaking a, up.
0: I agree totally. They 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 be foolish to break it up. And so far this coaching staff and everything that they've done, they, they don't seem foolish. They're not making stupid moves. They haven't done anything that made me scratch my head yet. So right. let's hope that that keeps up. But like. There's still no word on Bastion, right? We don't know when he's coming Yeah, back. I'd like to get like more of a rundown
1: of what's going on with him. I haven't seen. I, I tried to look up some stuff, and he's just, uh,
0: I guess they are calling it day-to-day. Yeah, they haven't put him on the IR right. or anything, so, I mean, I guess it is. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. That means he should be back sooner than later. Right, and so. we should be getting updates on like Pilat. And this is getting closer to his time frame, right? It's right around. I would, I think they said originally, right around the holidays in the new yeah, year. It's like so six, yeah, to eight we're, weeks, yeah, we're, we're, we're coming we're, in on that. We're looking close to a couple yeah. of weeks out. And uh, you know, oh well. So Zetterlund scored the other yes. night. Did yes. you notice something about that? Uh, well, it was a great p- blind pass from Wood. Yeah, I like did that. Did you notice something else about the goal? Were you talking about maybe it's a post goal Selly? Did no Selly. Yes. He no sold that shit. He, think, uh, he was like, I'm not getting another penalty for a shitty celebration. Right. And dude. he just got up, head down, high-fived the guys, and got off the ice. I like that. You know, he I learned.
1: might have been the penalty and all this. Also, <laughs> I was
0: thinking, if I was in today's day
1: and age, and one of these guys on the team, I would send him like a gif loop of his celly. Right and just and we just put it everywhere you know like just put it up on the you know they have screens in their locker room sure. and shit. put it up on there and like and just
0: until like have you had enough of this yeah. yet you know what you did wrong right <laughs> okay we're not going to discuss this anymore
1: right. so yeah I did notice he was a lot more low-key about it and it was a beautiful goal and a lot of hard work uh Would look like the genius there, but it was kind of like a blind pass. Yes. The result of really good, hard forechecking. That's what Wood does. That's it, man. When he plays hard nose like that, goes to the net, he creates so much trouble for the other team. And he's going to cause openings and just throw pucks there and
0: just be there. You know If you're on his wing, if you're on his uh, line, that's what you do. The one thing I I liked about the Flyer game, and there wasn't much to really like, but the Devils were not their their breakout wasn't working. Yeah. You know, and and they were able to use that speed and play the forward check, play the dump and chase, and when they started doing that, they really started generating some offense. Which showed me that this team can play any way you want them to play. If you take something away from them, they're going to find another way to beat you because they are that freaking good. Yes. Uh, So that was a a very impressive thing, I thought, because we hadn't seen that all year. They were able, they've been able to get out of their zone and into the offensive zone with ease most of the time. Um, And very seldom uh, has that been taken away. And it seemed like that was the Flyers' game plan going into this. We were going to take them out in the neutral zone and not let them have the Clean breakouts. So the Devils yep. just said, okay, well, you're not as fast as us, so here we go. And they beat them that way. You know, as the Devils have started getting
1: uh, a lot more attention for being, you know, the fastest to 20 points and right. all this other stuff along the way, teams have started to prepare for them in ways they wouldn't have prepared for them in the past. And So you know they're going to go over what's been working for the Devils, and what was working for the Devils in the first half of that run is that tremendous breakout yeah. and the, the skilled players the way they can move the puck and bring it in the zone it's like it's nothing is, is amazing so it makes sense the coaches are focusing on that like hey I know what to do with this I'm an NHL coach it's the trap yeah. we're, we're going to clog the neutral zone and make it so that somebody with like Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt's hands and speed can't physically do that can't get that room and uh, so then you're right what becomes the way to generate offense there? If you're being clogged up in the neutral zone, it's you have to play hard-nosed up and chase hockey. And I bet you if I was an opposing coach, I'd be like, you know, they're a very talented, fast team, but I don't think they're going to be able to grind it out in the corners. No. The truth is, this team can grind it out in the
0: corners. and and They're doing it. And I think that's why, a big reason why we didn't see Holtz and Sharon Govich much at all in the third period because of the way that that style played. Yes. Uh, You know, you needed, like you said, the grinders out there. And, I mean, Holtz just maybe isn't showing the the coaching staff uh, you know I think how am I going to put this like he, I, I just feel like they don't have any faith in him yet right. like they're trying and they're trying to bring him along and but you know it, you still have an NHL hockey game to play right. so it's like you know and that's why and Sharon Govich you know, I think I don't necessarily know. I mean, why they kind of sat him the whole time? Was it just because of the way the lines were fucked up, and you know, whatever? And they didn't have any power plays in that third period, or penalty kills in the third period, and he always plays that. But I mean, right. I, didn't, I didn't, I haven't seen anything that to me, Sharon Govech seemed like a liability defensively at all. No, or, I think he's been so, much better
1: defensively than. I don't than know last what was year. up with that.
0: It is a good point. I,
1: yeah, you're right because the line combos are screwed up since Bash has been out. And I've been trying different line combos with those guys. It's hard to tell if anybody's being sat as a message or not. I don't, I I don't think so with govic but I hope not. And it's also like who they play well with too. Like I don't know. I think he's got fewer uh,
0: combinations of line
1: mates that work well with him, right?
0: Yeah, that could be. And
1: I don't think he likes to really body along the
0: boards that well. No, I I, I agree with you. Where Mercer, because you kind of have to put them in the same basket, Mercer and Sharkovich. They came in the same time, same size. They can be sneaky. They can come in and make life hell on you. But Mercer's a lot tougher. He is. He'll go there and and,
1: and dig out the puck uh, along the boards. And Sharikovich, he should add more of that to his game. You know, he's capable of it, but it just seems like he's got this thing well, that's not my game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that could be. And, uh, you know, sitting on the bench will change that attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now you're talking about Palat, who I am so excited to see this team when he comes back. Uh, because you kind of feel like this is getting to the part of the season where, you know, you kind of settle in, You you know, you're you're going into that halfway mark. You know, you're going to, like you said, teams now, they are looking at you as a measuring stick. They know how they they have a game plan specifically for you. Right. Um, things are going to be a lot tougher. Yeah. And now you are getting back <laughs> Andre Pilat just right. for that time. Now, you know, if you had thought that this team might have a lull, they might, you know, get right. a little bit uh, complacent in, you know, the long season. Now you've got one of your best... Uh, one of your best players, your biggest free agent acquisition coming back. Uh, and he, I think that he's yep. going to light a fire on Amazing on the
1: power play, which they could use just a little bit more punch there. And then also on the uh, boards, like we were saying, yes. they, be, just owning that ice on uh, offensive forecheck.
0: He's great with that. And how to get these guys, their minds ready for the playoffs. I right. Mean,
1: the leader. And leaders uh,
0: like Yeah. That. So, I mean, now... Okay, so you know Boquist and Zetterlin are, or Zetterlin are going to be the odd man out, um, right. you know, which is good. You know, I mean, I, those are two guys that you can rotate in and out of the lineup, and that's awesome. Um, you know, kind of when you look at the line combinations from the other night at the uh, of the offensive lines, right? So you know, you had um, the top line. I don't, I don't think you changed that, right? I mean, right. at all. Yeah. Tatar, no, or Brat, right? Hughes, Halla, Mercer were on the second line. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you, you got to put Palat on that line, right? I would think so. Um, and I was wondering about that. Like, I wonder how well Halla and Hughes play together. I don't like them on the same line because Halla's a better face-off guy. Right. So, I mean, it's I just take as many. Yeah, and I just think you know, uh, to me, a Hughes, Mercer, Palat line makes a lot of sense. Yes. You know, Halla. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holla, uh, you know, Sharon Govic and Zetterlin or Boquist. That makes a lot of sense. So that's
1: what I was going to ask you, too. Zetterlin or Boquist. Who, who do you want to see get the lion's share of the game? Zetterlin. I yeah, think he's shown more. Me a way. Um, I, I don't know if I would have said so at the beginning of this season. I, he really, Zetterlin's really uh, stepped up, I think. Yeah, I like him. Boquist has stepped up to some extent, too, but Zetterlin that much more.
0: No, yeah, you, you notice Zetterlin when he's on the ice a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Nothing Like you said, nothing against Boquist. I think Jasper Lesser is a fine hockey player, but, you but know... But even on the score sheet, right? It's not even close, right? No, it's not, not even close. It's not even close. Actually, this is actually kind of nice segue, Dan. Oh, good. I have here... Is it really? It is a nice segue. I was being serious. So, this is an article that ESPN put uh, out. Yes. And um, they have a uh, top five... Rookies this year so far. Okay, top five rookies. Top five rookies, and where the hell am I? Uh, son of a bitch. Paywall. Okay, can I can I guess number one? Yeah. Is it good? They're going
1: to go with Robertson, right?
0: I believe he was. Uh, Guys, magician. Uh, I think it's Maddie Berniers. Oh wait, maybe Maddie Berniers
1: is Robertson not qualifying as a. Okay. Maybe Last not. Year was his I, this
0: thing just threw a paywall up on me, so I'm sorry. But anyway, there I'm not going to go through all of them, but I can't. But Fabian Zerlin was number five oh, wow. on that list. Yeah. yeah, well, that's great. He made that list
1: pretty short t- amount of time because no, I don't think anybody would have put him on that list going into the no. season. Looking at him as being like, this is the rookie to watch.
0: Now, these are what we think the lines are going to look like now, right? right. Um, right. Now. There's a little buzz, a little rumor, Mm -hmm. right? You've heard it. Yes. And it's mostly, I think, just hypothetical, a good what if scenario. But because of that, let's just call this, you know, Reckless Speculation Day.
1: Reckless Speculation Day. Yes. I like
0: that. All right. Well, that's today. Okay. Patrick Kane coming to the New Jersey Devils. Okay.
1: Now, there was an article about this, right? We were talking about this whose article was
0: this this was an article that came out from fan-sided right fan vincent parisi wrote it four days ago and no relation it, to zach parisi i don't know if he's related to him or not but, i mean maybe yeah. um uh this is a uh, three wild trade packages that send patrick kane to the new jersey devils now you know we can get into all of them um if you want but this first one, I think, is the one that makes a little bit of the most sense. And he's okay. got Patrick Kane coming here and uh, the Blackhawks getting a 2023. So next drafts, first round pick, Devils first, Devils fifth and Alex Holtz. The other trade packages he has together are mostly just... Um, Prospects, so, right, okay. You know, so as far as really any name, Holtz is the only guy that he really throws out there. So no big prospects like Luke Hughes and shit like that. No, no, Nothing no, no, uh, uh, no. Like happen. Riley. Who do you have? Then this one, he's got a, a Graham Clark, Chase Stillman, and the 2023 first round got pick. Gotcha. I mean, no matter what, if you want Patrick Kane, you're going to have to get rid of your first round next year. Yeah, I would um, think so and this one has uh this is a big package. Uh, so you get you give the 23 first round Shakir Mukamolud Muka- Muka- I Muka- Dolan. I could not pronounce yeah. that either. Nolan Foot, Riley Walsh and Michael Vuk Vukovic um Yeah, Vukovic, yeah, Vukovic. S- whatever. Vukovic. I don't. Vukovic. Vukovic. Vukovic? Vukovic whatever. Him. Yeah. I kind of like Nolan Foot. Yeah, Um, But again, I'm not against any of these packages or even something else for a guy who, uh, you know, let's talk about Patrick Kane. Because I I mean, the man has put up ridiculous numbers. I think the greatest American hockey player to ever play, Um, you know, definitely arguably. Everything good that's happened with this team has been really because of him. With the Blackhawks, yeah, yeah, him and Jonathan Taves, and, Right. yes, T- yeah, and, and you're not going to, and they're going to probably get rid of both of these guys this right. year. But you're not interested in Taves because we have way too many centers to begin with. Right. So Patrick Kane, who is, if you look, is is built exactly like Jack Hughes. Well, let right. I me. Mean, Jack Hughes is built exactly like Patrick Kane. I, and if you could, if you had to actually probably put Jack Hughes in a, a bin of a guy that he probably plays most like and resembles most, it's Patrick Kane. Yeah. So he's 5'10", 177 pounds, right? He's played 1,130 games, all with Chicago. Career, 434 goals, 766 assists, 1,200 points. He's a plus 30. This year, he's played 23 games. He's got four goals, 16 assists, 20 points, and is a minus 13. He's on a really, really bad team. Yeah, everybody's a minus on that team. But here's the thing that I like the best about Patrick Kane. 2009-2010, 2012-2013 season, and the 14-15 season, they won the Cup. Mm. And he has career playoff 136 games, 52 goals, 80 assists, 132 points, plus four, and the 2013 Smythe Trophy winner for right. MVP of the playoffs. He is a fire Hall of Famer. Wants to finish his career on a winning team. Um, you know Chicago's going to dump him. He's going somewhere. Why not New Jersey? I know. And, you know, this always reminds me of
1: uh, basically any uh, team that goes deep into the playoffs. They, they get that one acquisition that the guy, like, he just didn't think he was going to be part of that team. And he's got greater experience and maybe towards the tail end of his career. And he comes in. He does amazing things for you, right? So I could I could see how why you'd you'd really want to see about. Could you imagine? This happen. But I don't know. Do you, do you think it was a little unrealistic? Some of these things, like don't you think Chicago's going to want to get even more? Than I think we're Chicago willing to
0: give. I don't know if they want more than what we're willing to give but I think there are teams out there that will give more right. than yeah So I what mean, I'm saying we like, I to I, get outbid in this I feel like and, and I know who we're going to get outbid by yeah it's the fucking Rangers of course they're yep. going to make a bid on him. They, of course they are but the thing is the Rangers do not have the prospect pool that the Devils have you know here's two things first right. off Patrick Kane has a no-trade clause, so he's going to have to agree to go somewhere, which automatically probably takes New Jersey out because nobody wants to play here. Right, um, that's true.
1: There's been players we lost in the off season, and they just chose a different environment. Right, they don't want to
0: play okay. in Jersey. You know, right. uh, you know, even players that had great success here, who uh, you know, we thought were going to be Devils for life. And uh, thank you, Zach Parisi. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, hey, you know what though? With all the fucking turmoil that I've heard that he caused in that Minnesota Wild locker room, I'm kind of glad that he left. Um, That's interesting, because he w- never had that when he was with us, to be like a you know...
1: A diva? Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. partly like the workman-like devil era,
0: you know, but... Um, that changed guess, up in yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whatever. But, like, yeah, there are always dudes that don't want to play here, and I don't know if that's gonna be Patrick Kane. It depends. I mean, he's played his whole life in Chicago. Does he want to play in a city still? Does he want to go to a place like New York or Does he you know, want to go to Tampa? And you know
1: what I mean? And just be in the sun and that's like, very you know,
0: possible. Like, and you know, I, I don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. I, I exactly. could fucking just hang out on the beach all day. I got maybe three years, four years left of playing. And why they am I a gonna deal with the, to get me right. another cup. And I can probably, you know, make a cup run. Yeah. But for our Reckless, reckless speculation night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love that idea. Of I do. And you're right King. about the
1: prospects. The Devils could take the hit on prospects, maybe better than most teams, yeah. maybe better than any team, because they're really deep in prospects. But Tia, uh, yeah, you know, I feel like they're going to want even more that where it doesn't make sense. Like they're going to want some of our. Players that you know, like we're just not going to want to part
0: with. Well, they are. They're building a team. You know, they're in full rebuild mode. So, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, what are they going to look for? Are they going to look for you know a bunch of prospects and a guy like Holtz who has the potential to be a, a, a good player in this league and maybe like a good maybe veteran Damon Severson? All right, let me give you kind of a nightmare guy. scenario. All right, give me your nightmare scenario.
1: Let's say that you're Fitzgerald and you know. You're not getting Jasper Brad.
0: You know you're not getting Jasper Brad. He's not signing He's not all time. He
1: hasn't come public with that yet. They had this agreement that oh, we're still working on it. But okay?
0: they, but, but they know. Tom knows
1: it would have happened already. Maybe this is the nightmare. I'm not saying it's going this way. Go ahead. But this is my nightmare. If that's true, though, maybe that's the deal that brings Patrick Kane again. Because uh, if he wants to go to Chicago and sign with them for some big money and start, you know, and be the man there, um, it might be good for Chicago. And if you had to get rid of if you had to lose him anyway, maybe this is the move to bring Patrick Kane for a cup run. But you know, this team looks a lot different without Jesper Brad in it and I don't I don't
0: uh, this team looks a lot different with Patrick yeah, Kane in true, it. That's true, that's
1: true. So that's like one of those things where it's gonna be like, oh, that's not like the win win trade doesn't hurt at all. It hurts, but I think I might have to do it.
0: Well, yes, I think you'd have to do it, especially if you know that Brat isn't going to sign. And let's really hope that that's not the case and they're not blowing smoke up our ass.
1: There's a damn good chance.
0: Right. There's a a likelihood he's not going to sign because he would have, you know, I was talking with his agent. He would have signed already, but he he wants to shop. You know, here's the thing. we lose him. Now, I mean, if he goes out and shops, he's going to get a big contract. But, you know, and I love Jesper Bratt, and he's an amazing hockey player. Mm-hmm. But he does go stretches where he disappears. And you don't see that from Heesher, You don't see that from Hughes. You don't see that from a lot of guys on this team. But you right. kind of see that. But, again, he'll disappear for a couple of games, and out of nowhere, boom, he gets you a big-time goal. He is a big-time player. And if you are going to get rid of him, you have to get a big-time player in return. And... You know, you can't just trade him for fucking nothing. You can't do what Edmonton did with Taylor Hall. You know, right. you you got to get something. Um, and again, if you know he's not going to sign and... Or you know that he wants to at least explore his options after the season. And you, think, you know there's a damn good chance he's not gonna be around next year. And if you think that though, but this is one thing that people always say, Well, you gotta get rid of him because you're not getting gonna get anything for him. Well you are still gonna get him for this year, which is big yeah, you know, yeah, so absolutely. so I mean, if you don't get rid of him, you know, he's gonna play if you don't sign him, I mean he's gonna play twice as hard for you in the playoffs to, you know, get mm-hmm. that big contract. But you know, you look at um a team like the the Rangers, they don't have, like we said, the prospects that the Devils have. They would be trading actual, you know, some of the, their probably everyday starters right now for a guy like Patrick Kane. Right. That's not going to help that team. You know? it's, it's true. It's not going to help That's that true. team. That's true. It's going
1: to be just and, you know, and in, and when, out, in and out, you know?
0: You know, maybe the Devils went in. I don't know what the Devils and Tom Fitzgerald and Lindy Bruff and the coaching staff and the players, I don't know what their expectations were coming into this season. But they
1: have to be higher than they were at this it, point, right? Well, don't you it, think
0: they've modified them now and go, wait a second? Well, we that's have what to I'm saying. Now, right? Right? you have to look at it, you know what? Yeah, we have maybe a five or six year window here where we can make a a, a play. Maybe we weren't expecting that window to really be open wide until next season. But but you know what? Crazy to go all in. It is open, and anytime you don't know what next year is going to. You know, you can get hit by the injury bug. Miles Wood can get explosive diarrhea on multiple nights. That's right. These are all things that could happen, and you know, next thing you know, you think the New York Rangers thought they were going to be where they are now? Right. You know, no, right, and we so if the window, it, right, and if the window's there and it's open, and you got it, I think you have to make a run. I think you have to go out and if if you feel that a guy like Kane is available and you can do something with him and he agrees to play here, and because even you know, listen, Patrick Kane, a lot of these guys right now, a lot of these older guys that are on maybe bad teams are looking around and they're going, well, who's going to give me a chance to win a Stanley Cup? Well, yes. the Devils have to be in their conversation right um,
1: I, I wonder where they factor in when we go to the you know the actual get closer to the trade deadline because it's right now you have to say this is a team that could get really deep in the playoffs but you also w- would objectively sit back and go well the first year that they're gonna make the playoffs in how many years and 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 it is, who's more the favorite going into the playoffs a perennial playoff team like Tampa Uh like Washington, yeah, or New Jersey, who's finally come back to the playoffs so, after ten years—the new upstart, Delaware, right? So you know, I don't know if they're going to be that kind of draw. Even though we know how dangerous they can be in this playoffs, it might take like a season for everybody to know that uh, if they actually live up to those expectations uh, after you know a good playoff run. It might take that because you know it's been so long. People are going to wonder.
0: Yeah. Well, they do have—they have a lot to prove. Uh, exactly. You know, and uh, so. Now, since we're recklessly speculating, Mm. so if you get, let's say, um, Patrick Kane, and you still have Jesper Bratt, where do you put him? Yeah, I know. Um, You know, (laughs) where, where would you put him? Like, who's the odd man out now? You know,
1: know th- th- this yeah, this is the problem we have. This this chemistry is so good right now. We're like agonizing over who's going to sit when Pilat comes back. Yeah. Now you're going to put, you know, uh, somebody else who has to play every game in there too. You know, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one.
0: It is a tough one.
1: whatever you do, players who are not going to match up to Patrick Kane's level for sure will make a net loss to the formula we have now. Agreed. You know, Patrick King's going to have to bring something. Um, of his own that you're going to build around him to some extent and like the players around him are going to play a little differently it's going to it's going to be different because it's, it's, you can't just plug him in somewhere
0: it would be fun to see Hughes and Kane playing on the same line though yeah yeah, that would be fun so I heard that you have some news about um, Damon uh, Severson yeah Severson
1: there was a kind of an interesting little article I think it was the NJ.com deal and uh, what they you know this one was all about well the, the title kind of says it all uh, Severson opens up about social media scrutiny. And, quote, <laughs> sky high expectations for a meeting of schedule. Um, so, you know, he, you know, in this, it says his friends send him messages uh, that are screenshots of critical tweets from Devils fans about
0: him this season. What kind of friends does he have? Yeah, I was wondering. It's not uh, very supportive.
1: Yeah, do you, do you think that is? No, really I don't happen? think that
0: really happened. No, but, I, think you it's know, him. It's, I think it's. Him. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't I look for this stuff. No, well, my friends send it right. To me. No, you no, they don't. Yeah, because I no, don't believe he even has. That's too number many one. Friends. Yeah, exactly. It's I, I yeah. honestly,
1: I'm calling bullshit on that right away. Um, if you're a friend who has emailed. Or texted uh, Severson Critical tweets And you want to let us Set the record straight
0: (laughs) Email us at uh, UnclePuckers At gmail.com We definitely would love to hear From a friend of Damon
1: Yeah, exactly Um, But, you know They go on to You know, detail Some of the quotes Of these critical tweets Claiming that he looked Absolutely lost Quote (laughs) On the (laughs) ice Where the fuck am I? (laughs) It's Nashville (laughs) Right? and it's true he did look lost <laughs> everyone's up he's, he's just circling the net Yeah, <laughs> like a fucking guy with Alzheimer's he looked like he sh- should have his name pinned to his shirt like a kindergarten <laughs> man getting sent to his class you know but you know he, did, he didn't have a good game there he's, he's had a lot of moments where he looked lost uh, some of the passes he's making it's like are you trying to give it away is that a tweet? Wait, I mean, it's no. That's oh, what, me. Oh, that's, that's, the that's tweets your, I would Twitter. make if I was going to talk <laughs> shit about him on Twitter. But you know, um, so but he fired back. Oh, he chose to fire back. Here's him responding to this tweet. He's, okay, she, of He's, course Did he respond to his deleted. friend and say, "No, hey, no, send these out to those guys." No, no. <laughs> he actually made a big, big deal about. I don't have a burner
0: account. I have because that was that was a rumor, Severson right? Account. That that Severson has a burner account where he talks shit it, it, back. Do it sound
1: like to me? I don't have a burner account anymore, right? Or I don't have one that you know about. <laughs> But he did on his own, uh, maybe by accident, <laughs> send it out and then since delete it. Clearly, you're a vintage idiot. And I don't know, like I don't mean, first of all, let's talk about a vintage idiot. Like vintage, what does that mean? Vintage? It's a vintage, like a vintage like, wine,
0: I guess. I, is that it's what he's like, trying to say? Yes, he's saying that you are. An idiot of yesteryear. You're not so much an idiot today. Yeah, Do you think you kind of mix this metaphors? Because it sounds like village idiot, you know. Well, and that's a that's a phrase. That's a thing. Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe he thinks that it's that. You know. Either Wait, way, it's, it's village it kind of, idiot. I thought it was vintage idiot. Fuck. Delete that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> just delete it. Just
1: we'll just go back and delete it. And but unfortunately, the the media caught it first, and now they're interviewing him about this, and he's like, Jesus. "My friend sent it to me." <laughs> right. So this is a big embarrassment, this article. And, you know... So he looks he's, like such a fucking schmuck. Yes, and you know, I, I give uh, the person who wrote this... Uh Ryan Novazinski credit because he knew how to play this. He had, has enough, you know, uh, media chops to get the interview with Severson and he probably had to coddle his balls a little bit. <laughs> and Joe, what do you think about all this negativity? Because he's trying to get him to comment on it. Right. So and he, I wonder if the interview started with him going, hey, you had this tweet and deleted it. Or did he just wait a little while to put that I in I think there? he waited. <laughs> exactly. And then he,
0: he kind of, like you said, he coddled the balls a little. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he went in for the kill. Yep. So... This is just making me like Severson less and less.
1: Yep. Well, so. it, here's what's great too. It goes oh, it after better. that.
0: He Severson,
1: you know, wrote that and he, he's deleted it. It says this response that you know clearly you're a vintage idiot led to questions about Severson's confidence and speculation that he may have a secret Twitter account <laughs> to defend against online doubters. Oh God! You know why? <laughs> Because this guy saw the since-deleted tweet, I guarantee you, right. and said, he's becoming unhinged. And, you know, he doesn't sound like a a, a confident NHL player. He's fucking losing his shit to it some fan sound, on Twitter. It sounds like that. Also, this part about, like, a secret... He may have a secret Twitter account to defend against online doubters. Did he see some tweets that seem like... Wait, I bet fucking Severson wrote this. He must have. I, we like, have to get in touch with he this says, dude. This guy, like, when he says this, I'm like... No, you're saying it in, like, the objective, like, this happened.
0: That's what you saw. Right, we have to get him yeah. to call into this podcast because we have got to discuss this because I agree with well, you. Well, he, he got was. a hold of him, and he said, Seated at his locker one day after sending the
1: tweet, you know, this is where he caught him, mm-hmm. Severson denied both notions that I proposed, but he didn't say <laughs> I proposed, but that's clearly is, stating that his friend sent him the tweets every two or three weeks. Quotes I only play shitty Two or three weeks Every two Once every two or three weeks So you know Like how this went down Like that's very weird To put in there So he said uh, You know So we saw your tweet That you responded to Oh yeah I I don't know You know And he probably said Do you respond a lot You know oh no no yeah. so, so you like watch this media? oh no 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 my friends send me stuff every t- day Right? he's just making this shit up on the spot dude, he he's like sitting thin- there probably in his uh, fucking underwear trying to defend
0: himself <laughs> right. against this reporter who's kicking his down. burner phone under the bag exactly. underneath <laughs> the bench yeah <laughs> this dude he really does kind of seem a bit unhinged so he quotes a a burner twitter account
1: what question mark <laughs> no I don't I, I have a public heart. one and I barely use it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I barely and it told, uh said it now. Yeah, I told it. <laughs> like I said, the only time I go on is when my buddies send me a screenshot of something and say, go on Twitter and check this out. Of course, they want to wind me up to get me going. Yeah. That's, that's uh, not that's what you do. Your I'm friends sure. don't do that. You, hey, you damn, do that. Man, here's some fucking aggravation. Somebody called you a shithead. If those are your friends, those are some exactly. shitty friends. Those are the worst friends I ever. Think that's happening. Uh, you know, so the, there you go. And and then this interview then kind of turns into talking about his past stats for good and for bad, right? He scored a lot of goals last season and, and this and that, he had some high stats. And then they call, also mentioned his defensive liabilities, which is really the problem we're facing this season. Sure.
0: You know, and, and the problem is, like we said before, Damon Severson, uh, you know, Two, three, four years ago, even going back further than that, was, uh, you know, the best defenseman on a team with subpar defensemen. Well, you were slightly above average then, and yep. now we have a whole lot of above average now. Yep. And elite defensemen now. And elite defensemen in the pipeline Damon Severson is the most expendable New Jersey devil I have seen in a very long time for this team. Blackwood.
1: Other yes. than Blackwood. <laughs> Other than Blackwood.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, send Colorado, uh, Chicago, Blackwood, Severson, Holtz. Give them our 23 first rounder. Let us get Kane. And uh, and they go on and, uh, and do good... Things in Chicago, you know.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Severson's contract expires this year. He's not going to
0: be here. Uh, after I don't January. see him there. No way. Yeah, you know, um, there is no chance. I would bet any anything that Damon Severson is gone by the trade deadline.
1: I would like to see them make a move to get a defenseman to fill his role properly. You know who can do some scoring is a lot more defense. Like another, we Marino have type. a ton of them in the pipe,
0: and that's yes. so really who you,
1: who you think is ready to bring up to fill those shoes. I know we have these big names there, but they're still young. Nemec,
0: I'm, um, I'm not Nemec yet. Nemec, I'm not um, really you know, in. You know, he's I don't, not ready yet. He's you know, we have a lot of these guys. I don't. I don't know a lot of the. Um, How about Kevin Ball? Prospects? Do you but think I Kevin think-
1: Ball could be there? I mean, he scored a goal. He looked great. Do you think we could have him in, you know, day-to-day uh, replacing
0: Severson? Yeah, I do. ready for that? Um, I, you know, the only way he's going to get is if he gets his, you know, gets up there and plays. Now... Right, but he's still I, a question mark. I, I like know. him. and But here's the thing. I don't think he's any more of a liability than Damon Severson. He's not going to give you the offense. He did score a goal, though, the he other did. night. He did. Um, you know, so, you know, he's... But again, I think that he's no if he's no more of a liability and he's young and he's a guy that you want to build this team on in the future, then you gotta give him the shot now. And maybe maybe there is a renter a rental out there that you can get for this season to finish up if you feel like, you know what, we just need somebody to come in and play, you know, three, four months and run a playoff run with us. Um, or maybe there are people in you know, some kids in the, the Utica and the minor system of the Devils that can come up and play right now that we don't really know about. But you
1: make a good point. Like you don't need somebody to fill in the role uh, offensively that Severson filled in last year because, like, the fact is he's not even playing the power play minutes that he did last year. No, you know, right now your top defenseman out there on the power play is going to be Hamilton, going to be Marino. Yep. You know, like you don't really look for him as your first set of defensemen out there in the power play. Hmm. So you're, you know, are you okay with maybe? Kevin Ball playing some power play minutes, you know, um, that, that's what I wonder. You know, we'll see. We'll see if we have guys in, in right now to fill it or do we have to go get another defenseman? Be I better think off getting somebody who's a little bit more proven, especially if we're talking about a serious playoff. Right.
0: Pass. Like somebody that even if, like I said, if you, even if you're just going to rent them out for the rest of this year, um, you know, and right. you, you have somebody that can come in because that – right side of the defense is really solid for years to come but you were talking about this year and right now the window is this year damon severson is just i i think you put kevin ball with brandon smith this team doesn't miss a beat that's what i think right um you know so we'll see what happens with that so so dan yes we got kind of a light week this week
1: yeah just the one game
0: is it one or two this week?
1: Well, I guess later on the weekend we got another one. So there's one tomorrow,
0: right? Yeah, we 20. have Chicago, so we, Chicago, we can actually get a first-hand okay. look at Patrick yes. Kane tomorrow. Yes. See, uh, ask him if he wants to try on a Devil's jersey. Just no, no reason. Just curious. Can you, are you, what's your size here? Can you just hold this up to your chin? And, uh eighty-eight, gotcha. Okay, we don't have anyone on this team wearing that number. That's but that good. would be an interesting game. Um, you know, I'd like to
1: see. How these teams match up we should smoke them yeah um but you know what that's something you could have said about Nashville too right yeah definitely and chicago's pretty bad though yeah and and the flyers have been pretty bad too and they barely squeak by so you know i'm this is maybe a great way to find out if the devils are going to get their shit together against teams that are it's a get right um, game yeah like like can you do that and play a more solid game and and prepare because the you know the next game you're right that's there's two during the week we also yeah. got friday's game and if you're if if you're not right for that game you're going to get beat right islanders are hot they've been playing great um, They're nipping at our heels. Yeah, we got that early season win on them, and I'm, I bet they want their
0: revenge. And Sorokin played out of his head that game, yes. so you know you know you're the whole going team up against looks flat as hell. Yeah, and you know you're going up against one of the best goalies right now in in Sorokin. The team is fucking good. They're well coached. They play their ass off. They skate just as hard as we do. They don't really have our speed, so I think that is an advantage for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that's going to be. I would not be shocked if we drop that one. Right, so
1: just the two games throughout the you know, rest of this week. Uh, then, you know, Monday we get to, you know, uh, go back and play the Rangers. We got a lot of games in the next garden.
0: week. We have four yeah. games next week. Yeah,
1: and and some good ones, too. You know, so you got, uh, well, we're going to shot the Rangers. Then yeah. uh, hosting the Stars, which that should be very interesting. They're a you good know? team. Good team, dynamic team. Everybody's watching Robertson and the great stuff he's doing there. Um, I'd like to see, I can't wait Maybe to see Maybe we'll see Scotty Wedgwood in goal. Yes. It's, yeah. Absolutely. Um, that you know how they like to play their old team. Yeah. So that's that'd be a good fun. shot that
0: they're going to play him. And then uh, the Flyers are going to want some revenge. Uh, we get them finally at home. Yes. There's two yeah. games now that we played in Philly. So fuck that place. We don't have to go back. Exactly. And uh,
1: you know then you got Florida, which is that's that's uh, that's, that's going to be tough, tough one. one too. Absolutely.
0: All right. So first we got to get through this week. Yeah. We got Chicago this. and mm-hmm. we got the Islanders. Yes. Uh, both are at home. Um, do you see uh, Smead playing any of these, or you think you'd give them both to Vanacek? I, um, They're spaced in such a way that
1: you think Vanacek's going to play both of them unless there's anything that they don't like. You, know? I agree. If he plays uh,
0: well against Chicago, I think he should be in there for the Islanders. But if you are going to play Smead at all, I guess it would probably be against Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, I was listening to some of the commentary of the coaches and this and that. I'm always curious how they view... Goalie situation because it's such a different world than it was before. You know, number one and number two—that concept has kind of changed a lot. Um, not that there aren't any number ones and twos, but they are definitely want to see number two play a lot more games than they used to play back in the day. Well,
0: we're used to Marty playing yeah, seventy games a which year, which was exceptional you know? even in
1: his time, right. which is kind of crazy. But um, so you know, I you know at this point, if, if either of those two games Smiga's in, it looks like you almost have a duo. Instead of like a, you know what I mean. I agree. Yeah. Instead of a short term, it looks like okay. Wow, you guys are just gonna basically alternate these guys. Yep. And I don't know. I would like to see Vanacek get the I, the stability and the experience to play with the team playing all different ways in front of him. Um, he has not lost them a game yet. But the, the only way you could maybe question anything at all he's done this season is maybe he could have stolen a point or you know a um, a win uh, in that. Last loss in the Nashville in the game. Nashville game, maybe. I'm not saying that was uh, his fault at all. It really wasn't. And then the overtime loss. You know, you know I just wonder if um, it didn't also take him by surprise, the team collapse, and it. Yes. You know, if, if see if maybe he gets another look at that situation. He doesn't find a way to come out on top.
0: That's true. You want him to kind of grow with this team in different facets. That's an excellent point. Um, so I, I, I kind of think that we should see him, like you said, with the. Uh, the game's three three days apart between them. I do, I do think Vanek should be in for both of them. I mean, yeah, I get the whole 1A, 1B kind of system, but Vanacek is your 1A. I mean, this is why you got him. I actually read an article. Um, it was pretty cool that Brodeur was very instrumental in getting him over here. Is that right? Yeah, he I wanted him. Um, you know, they were going on about the, the, the Crawford deal and how that yeah. whole thing fucking fell apart. Yeah, that's and, the only reason um, I'm
1: afraid to get anything else from Chicago. It usually blows up in our face, <laughs> right? The, so, the uh, Corey, Crawford. Corey Crawford deal where he was a devil on paper for five
0: minutes, never played with the team. Wait, and then he was like, wait, this is the team I signed? With? What the fuck am I doing here? Now, I'm retiring, guys. Oh, you said devils. I was thinking the Devils Rays, and I thought it was Tampa.
1: <laughs> I, I got <laughs> I fucked up, on so I'm baseball. I'm going to retire. I just, I just checked. I have millions of dollars. Yeah, I don't I need I'm this shit. Gonna go, yeah, I'm just going to go lay on a pile of money.
0: Fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do money angels yeah. in my we big were all giant excited too really. swim around like Scrooge McDuck yes. in my vault of money. Oh my god, I was so happy. We finally have a goalie. This is a
1: legit number one goalie. First time we've had him so long.
0: It's so bad. Not a game. Not one game. That team. Those teams were so bad that he wasn't even willing to suit up. No, oh, yeah, I'm he was. Yeah, he was. He thought about it, it's and like he was Devils. Isn't that the team that didn't win a game at all last year? Uh, no. I'm no. no I, what the fuck was I thinking? See, I lost that bet. Or he got really drunk the night before or whatever. So, anyway. Told you know, agent he was fired and he returned. went on about, you know, how he was very instrumental in that. He wanted Vanacek. He believed that Vanacek didn't get a fair shot in Washington and he could be a solid number one. And, uh, yeah, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, and when you have that guy, you know, uh, singing your praises and, and wanting you to play on this team, that's Pretty awesome, and he hasn't let him down yet because he's playing out of his head. Definitely, and you know what? A couple of the uh, prospects that Perdue was involved with
1: when in his time with St. Louis have turned out to be pretty good. Speaking of St. Louis, nice segue, Dan. Uh, uh, again, totally on un, un,
0: Speaking of <laughs> not only St. Louis and going back to the Severson thing with people losing their minds, right? Craig Binnington. Oh yeah, lost. His fucking shit. Listen, he's
1: been a wild card from the start, but he's getting nuttier, dude. He's insane. Nuttier. Yes,
0: he's fucking. When your own coach in a a, a post game presser, Craig Berube basically said, "I'm tired of the bullshit, yes. and he needs to just shut his fucking mouth and play goal." We like, are not far off from an Ed Belfour like curve on his career. No, he's
1: almost there because pretty soon and, he's going to be wandering in like a motel parking lot. From room to room <laughs> on some kind of substance, so and end up in the in the lockup,
0: which you, is the sad end. Do you, end to, uh, do you remember story? last year when we played them and we beat them in St. Louis? I think it was seven to two, seven to three. We we fucking slaughtered them, and we had Bennington until so bad. Yeah, and I remember specifically watching that game and laughing and going, this guy is so fucking on tilt. Anything yes. we shoot is going past him. Yep. And it was only like we had only scored like three or four goals at that point and everything they'd shot on net went past him. He was losing his shit, skating
1: skating away. Ed Belt sm- is not a good analogy. You know who he reminds you of back in the day used to go on tilt? Hextal. He- uh. <laughs> Hextal. Right? Yeah. Hextal
0: used to go on tilt at yes. time. Yes. And and but now Now Bennington is, you know, he gets pulled from the game the other night. I think it was against uh, Pittsburgh. And he's fucking skating by. He's cursing out everyone. uh, uh, The Pittsburgh Penguins in the bench. He's cursing out the referees. He's losing his shit. You know, when you have your own teammates and coach going, dude, enough. Just shut the fuck up and play hockey. Like, he is seriously on his way to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to remember the team he's playing against. But it's that whole incidental contact with goalies outside the net. you know me I'm always like hey this is you can't bump the goalie even if he's outside the crease he threw a check the player's going by and he threw a body check into the guy I'm trying to remember did he he get called did they get called
0: for goalie interference
1: they did and it was such bullshit because if you watch this in real time it was like whoa that's a goalie collision watch the replay he he didn't give a shit about playing the puck he was literally trying to uh, put uh, the player into the boards Uh, damn I gotta look this up I can't remember what
0: team it was against but I'm like, yeah, of course it's Bennington losing his mind. I think the, the the blues need to do something in that because this guy's turning into a fucking liability for Yeah, them.
1: well, you know, like like a lot of talented uh, players, and especially goalies, if they could stay like in the zone and keep their shit together, Bennington is got amazing skill and he can he can like you know, his his cup run year was amazing. Well, he you, did you, so much good things for them. But I wonder if he'll ever get back there again, because you're right. He's a total head case. No, he won't get
0: back there again. I mean, the last, they won at, what, 17? Um, they were, I think, around the trade deadline, dead last, right? And then they right. just went on this ridiculous that run. Right. They sneak into the playoffs. He plays out of his head. They win the cup. And I think that, you know, like, uh, like they used to say, you blew your load.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: right. it. So, all right, so Chicago Islanders, any hot takes, anything that you want to, you think we're going to see, want to see? Um, here's what I want to see go. You,
1: you got two, the tale of two different teams you're playing against. Play against the bad, well, something they haven't been doing. Play against the good, even better, because that's what's going to take. And they need to do that. And uh, I think they're very capable of it. If they don't do this, we got to say, okay, there's a lot more growing that needs to be done. Because this team can't just go on a nice hot streak and then forget how to play against teams. And these are two different styles that they have to beat. The team that they should beat, they have to come up for that. And the team that is tough and hard to beat, And you know, can they come up with that effort? They have to. I'm going to call it yes, they do. And I I hope I'm right. So you're going wins both games. Wins both games. That's what I want to see. And I think they're very capable of it. I would like to see them get their shit together. They've had a couple games where it was just they haven't played 60 minutes and it's time to do it.
0: All right, my uh, my hot take or just uh, uh, whatever. I want to see these guys play very similar to you what you said, but I want to see them play good first. Period. Yeah. I want to see them come out, out. We have a good first period. And put their fucking stamp on that game in period one. I don't want them going to the locker room and being like, all right, guys, you ready to play? All right, let's go. And going out there and just being able to snap off two or three goals right. and expect to win every night because that is not a formula to win every night. No. Play 60 minutes, start minute one. Do not let. Uh, Chicago fucking breathe and they have the skill and the players to do it. The Islander game is going to be a lot harder and if you do sleep any period during the Islanders, you sleep for any shift during the Islanders are going to make you pay. So the Devils are going to have to play their best game on Friday night if they're Mm going to beat the Islanders and they're going to have to prove or at least kind of, not so much prove, but you know what, if you want to be considered the elite, we've said it a million times, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, Chicago's a team you're supposed to beat. Right, we don't want any more repeats of the national game. Well, Dan, we will be back uh, to discuss the Chicago game, we'll probably be back in between the Chicago game and the Islander game, hopefully, Yeah, and uh, then we will be back to... After that probably on Sunday night yeah, to do a little, little pre pregame talk about on, uh... the big week coming up because yeah. that is a huge week we have 4 Pre-view. games that week and they are uh, all against really good hockey teams, and a couple that we haven't played yet that I'm excited to check out. Yeah, right. Florida uh, is, is in there, and Dallas is in mm-hmm. there. So that's going to be Rematches fun. against, you know, division rivals, Rangers, and Flyers. That's, yeah. that's a big week. That is a big week. And uh, you got to set the table this week, all right, mm-hmm. with two good wins, get your rest in, beat the two teams that you got to beat this week, and get ready for next week because, you know, if you're going to, Crack off four in a row next week. You are going to be playing some seriously good hockey.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Too like we're in December. Um, before yes. you know it, you're going to that Christmas break. It's just it's a fairly short one, but you get like I think it's like five days off in a row between day before Christmas Eve and you right. come back and you play like a you know a couple around New Year's. So then you get another day off. Uh, you know, like I I I would like to see them finish strong. You don't want to like start letting bad habits creep in and then you have a break that it sits on you know like so yeah just get back in the groove here and and play you
0: know close to if not exactly 60 minute games well exciting exciting stuff ahead absolutely All right. and uh, again anybody wants to contact us um, let us know your thoughts critiques hate mail uh, unclepuckers at gmail.com and uh, next time hopefully we'll have Evie back and uh, we will give you guys uh, the info to our Instagrams and Twitters and everything because Dan and I don't have that
1: yeah but you know you can find us we're everywhere we're in all your social medias we're right there just waiting for you to find us and uh you know
0: absolutely we're trying to build a community of you know Devil fans where we can get together. We right. can talk uh, hockey because we love this team. And all we want to do is see this team reach its former glory, win another Stanley Cup. So if you like us, please subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend. That's right. And we'll see how this is. You can get down on the ground floor. You, you know? can be in on the ground I mean, just floor. I think about Fight Club, right? I know we're not supposed to talk about it.
1: <laughs> the leaders of Fight Club were the guys who made it in that house first. That's right. This can be you.
0: This can right? be you. This is
1: right now. You we're say. basically just... Yeah, it's actually just one of us here doing two voices, and we call ourselves Tyler Durden.
0: <laughs> but you know
1: what? You could be part of Project Mayhem. Is what we're trying to
0: say. So, yep, Project Mayhem being on the ground floor. All right, later, Uncle Puckas. Puckas out. It's over, Johnny. It's over.